Hello and welcome to DFS Coach Talk. Today is Saturday, January 9th. I am Joe Sarvati, affectionately known as Coach, and I am here to present a seven-game NBA main slate DFS strategy show for DFS Coach Talk. So very excited to uh, join you here solo on Saturday. Uh, we're going to go through the main slate, talk about uh, some injuries and some protocol NBA uh, protocol sitouts, and uh, and really try to game script out some information here that's going to help you take down uh, your contest this evening. A uh, couple things real quickly. Um, my new background memorabilia setup. Uh, this is phase one. Uh, for you guys that haven't seen it before, uh, my favorite photo of all times, which is Kobe being guarded by Michael. We have my archangel over here, Mr. Dirk Nowitzki, keeping an eye on everybody. The Masters hat from when I uh, went to the Masters eight years ago. There's the Dallas Mavs 2011 championship hat. Gotta love that. My pride and joy, I'd say my two favorite uh, memorabilia uh, pieces. I have a, a red, white, and blue ball signed by Pistol Pete Maravich. I was a kid and he was uh, at a camp I went to. So that's really cool. But this one, when I first started coaching, uh, is John Wooden's business card. He was speaking at, as a coach at uh, uh, a clinic I went to early on in my career and got to shake his hand and talk to him and had him sign that card. So I love that. And then the lanyard's the last thing. Dirk's last game, April 9th, 2019. Uh, my son and I were able to get down there with some floor seats for, for Dirk's last one. So this is phase one. So you'll see this in my background and Dirk will be chipping in at times. You may hear his deep voice back there and uh, then we'll we'll put some other fun stuff up here uh, you know in the future anyway um, we've got a busy seven games we have a lot of injury news we have all kinds of stuff going on uh, just real quickly uh, dfscoachtalk.com love to have you join us it's a perfect day to do it it's Saturday morning right now we're going to get this out at lunchtime and uh, you know we've got three NFL games that uh, Andrew Hansen and Shane Caldwell have uh, posted some podcasts. Hopefully you've had a, a chance to catch those. They'll be on throughout the day. Uh, we also have some great PGA action uh, we gave out this morning in Discord, Discord for this weekend. And our uh, full lineups we gave out Wednesday night uh, are top 4% right now. So we're going to have a nice little sweat this weekend watching PGA. All right, Why do you, what do you say we dive into this schedule and, uh, and take a look and make sure that we are ready to roll? We're going to look at the DFS Coach Talk and BetUS combination here of odds and then injuries so that you get a good feel for what everything's looking like right now. Uh, let's start off by going through just a quick read-through. It helps me remember as we're going through these games. So I'm going to buzz through this quickly. So uh, you may have to re-listen if you're taking notes or scratching guys off. But here we go. Colin Sexton questionable. 
Uh, game time decision, big news there. Uh, Vincent Poirier for Philly is out. Matisse Thibel's out. Shake Milton out. Tobias Harris out. Uh, for Philly, you have Paul Reed now in. Danny Green and Joel Embiid will play. So Philly's been one of the teams ravaged by this uh, COVID protocol. So some very interesting information there. Um, and then Dallas, another team that's been smashed by it. Trey Burke is probable and should play. He was the first one that went through the, the sit-out. Uh, other Philly guys that are out are Terrence Ferguson and Mike Scott. Uh, the Dallas barrage is Dorian Finney-Smith out, Jalen Brunson out, Josh Richardson out. So huge bench issues there for both Dallas and Philly. Uh, we're expecting De'Aaron Fox to play. He has a tight hamstring, played last night, limited minutes. Expect about the same from him in this game. We'll keep following that news, though. Josh Okogie's out for Minnesota. The biggest question mark and the biggest thing we're following through the day on Discord is Cat. Cat is questionable. He had a dislocated left wrist, missed a few games, and he is hoping to be back today, but definitely on the questionable side, <clears throat> something we're going to have to keep an eye on. Doug McDermott for Indiana is questionable. Mo Harkless is ruled in for Miami. Um, Darius Garland still out, as Cleveland's also shorthanded. Bruno Fernando, probable. Tony Snell, questionable. Um, Seth Curry, also out for Philly. And poor old Michael Porter Jr. tested positive again. Another 10-day quarantine coming for him, so he's out. Uh, Rodney Hood is confirmed in. Drew Eubanks for the Spurs, out. And Damian Dotson is ruled as probable uh, for the Cavs. So that's your initial rundown. Tons of news will be breaking all day. The best way to make sure that all of that is, uh, uh, you know, you're on top of all of that is certainly by joining us in our Discord and uh, following us throughout the day. We'd love to have you. You can join at DFSCoachTalk.com or take advantage of our special offer at BetUS.com.pa. Sign up there with the promo code COACHTALK, all one word, no space. Deposit $149, and uh, you get a free membership uh, worth that $149 with Coach Talk all the way through to April 1st. If you need more information on that, uh, DFSCoachTalk, uh, uh, DFSCoachTalk at gmail.com, or you can just check us out right on our website, or on any of our social media. <clears throat> All right, let's dive into this sucker. We are going to get through these seven games. We're passing on that early uh, Denver-Philly game, so all that stuff I mentioned about Philly, we don't have to sweat because it is very confusing. Not a big showdown slate fan for the NBA, uh, especially when we have all this juicy NBA, or I'm sorry, uh, NFL and PGA stuff going on throughout the day. And then we've got uh, this great seven-game slate tonight. All right, first game on the docket, the 6-3 Phoenix Suns at the 6-2 Indiana Pacers. You've got the betus.com.pa line here is Indiana minus three, lowest total on the board at 215. 
Defensive efficiency, both teams very good. Phoenix 6th, Indiana 5th, definitely a red flag there. And then to add insult to injury, you've got Phoenix playing at the slowest pace, 30th in the league, Indiana 16th. So not a game to focus on by any stretch of the imagination with that 215 total and those other statistics that we mentioned. I will say, though, that you know Indiana only a three-point favorite. This should be a competitive game. Uh, I would consider uh, possibly Booker on the on the Phoenix side, uh, but again, you know, there's a pay-up price there. Also, DeAndre Ayton, I believe, is in play. Um, you know, his numbers have been consistent. He hasn't smashed, but they've been steady. Um, on the Indiana side, uh, Malcolm Brogdon has been unconscious lately. He's been seven, eight x and like crazy, but he's got to face Chris Paul defense. And a slower pace, lower total game, which scares me. The only guy that I'm really considering, and I usually am, as you guys know that listen each day, is Sabonis. Demonis Sabonis has been super steady, super strong. I like this matchup for him as far as uh, you know who will be guarding him. I think he's going to have a size advantage, and he's expensive. So you know. I would, if you're going to pay up here and want to do just a one-off with either Booker or Sabonis, I completely support that. I also completely support uh, just totally passing on this game. There are at least three games that you know are circled and they're super stackable. So uh, I'll have very little exposure to this first game, but I think that it's uh, you know there's those couple of guys that you have to consider. All right, game two. We've got the Miami Heat at three and four against the Washington Wizards at two and seven. Uh, you know, both teams are better than their records. That's without question. Uh, you know, the Wizards, I, we've been rostering tons of guys for and against the Wizards throughout the year. And, you know, they could easily be five and four, four and five. And the Heat also, you know, they could be five and two somewhere in there. They've both teams have had some tough losses. Um, the bet U.S. lines on this one are Miami minus six. So it's expected to say somewhat close. And then that, as Andrew puts it, that line of demarcation of 230 being anything above 230 is, is a big DFS plus. Uh, this line is 230 right on the nose. Um, you know, to add to the, the you know, possible stacking of this game, Defensive efficiency-wise, the Heat are 10th, which is decent. Washington's 27th. So again, part of the reason why we've been focusing on a lot of Wizard games. And then pace-wise, Miami's 21st. Then you know that's generally they're going to be middle of packish. But Washington's first. They are playing at the fastest pace, most uh, DFS uh, possessions uh, for full games with Washington than any other team. So that's also very conducive. As far as the guys that are in play here, you've got Russell Westbrook coming off uh, his worst game, I think, so far this year. He's going to be fired up and ready to go. He's very playable. Bradley Beal has been the hottest uh, player in the league. He has 104 real points in the last two games combined. Uh, so, you know, when you drop 60 and then 44, I think you may be a little bit uh, smoking. So 
Certainly playable. Either one of those guys, they're not going to be really affordable uh, beyond that. The rest of the Washington rotation, you know, not trusting uh, right now. Thomas Bryant is decent, but he's got to face Bam in the interior defense of Miami. So I'm not going to go there. On the Miami side, I think you have some options here. I like the two pay-up options. Uh, Jimmy Butler, I played last time. He really had a nice game, very efficient, uh, smashed his number. And, you know, they're playing the, the fastest-paced team in the league. They need a win. They need to get back to 500. I think Butler is, is hugely in play here at his price. Bam Adebayo, same thing. He's a little pricey. But he's not in that upper echelon of those six or seven guys that are going to break the bank for you. So I'd love coming out of this game with at least three guys. It'd be great to have like a Butler out of bio and Beal or Butler out of bio and Westbrook. Um, other guys you can you can consider. Tyler Hero has been underperforming like crazy, but his price is cheaper. Duncan Robinson's been getting minutes and at any moment could pour in. 8, 9, 10, 3, so you got to look at him. Kelly O's been getting uh, a decent amount of minutes at power forward um, with the rotation right now, but again, maybe more of a GPP play. I would stick to the regular guys in this game because I think it's a stackable, uh, you know, good game with the, sec the third highest total on the board. Okay, we're we're gonna just we're just rocking through this so we can get you guys ready uh, for this evening and make sure you have time to listen. All right, game three: Atlanta Hawks at four and four, Charlotte Hornets at a surprising four and five. They've played good ball and had some good wins. Last night it was, was a lot of fun. Lamelo outplayed his big brother Lonzo, and Charlotte actually beat the Pelicans. Uh, that was very interesting and surprising. Um, the bet US numbers on this game, you know, Atlanta's a five and a half point favorite, and it's a 228 over under. So nice numbers there. Nothing wrong with either one of those. Defensive efficiency, you just have two average teams here, 15th and 14th, but you have a little bit above average in pace at 11th and 12th. So a very playable game. I like this game. I think uh, Trey Young really let a lot of DFS players down through his worst game by far in there in this last one. Uh, so I think he is uh, very playable, like the bounce back. Uh, Expense-wise, though, it's a little hard pill to swallow, but uh, I think he's a good play. Uh, I think this game is stackable. I mean, Cam Reddish, DeAndre Hunter have been solid at cheap prices, and they're getting good minutes. Uh, Collins is a little overpriced for me for his inconsistency, but he is a guy that can also smash the slate. Clint Capella might be a strong play here. His price is really good. Uh, he's playing against an undersized center in Biombo with Zeller being out for Charlotte. I think that puts him in play as well. Uh, also, Atlanta's bench is, is a lot thinner right now. Uh, no Danilo Gallinari, no Chris Dunn. Uh, no uh, Okongu, the, the rookie, and Rondo's out as well. So, you know, coming out with a, a couple guys on the Atlanta side, if you want to go Trey and a Capella or Trey and either Reddish or Hunter, go a little bit cheaper in that second spot. All very playable to me. 
Uh, Charlotte's side, I have a little bit different view. Um, my concern is LaMelo Ball continues to get better, continues to get more minutes, and continues to get usage, which is a direct draw from Deontay Graham and Terry Rozier. So it's really come to the point now in Charlotte where we have somewhat of a three-headed monster in, in Graham, Rozier, and Ball, which are all taking minutes and time and usage from each other. So I'm, I'm a little shy there. Uh, yes, you can score against Atlanta's backcourt. So it, you know if, if you really feel strongly about one of the three, uh, then you can go for it. I'm just not, can't quite make the decision there. And therefore, you know, I'm not a guy that likes to split minutes uh, from my players. I want them to get a, a full run. Uh, the guy that's been the best for Charlotte and smashing all year, you know, I knew his usage would just blow through the roof, and it has, is Gordon Hayward. He's playing terrific, put up a career high in points the other day. Um, I think he's playable. His price is still decent enough. It's a little costly, but not, you know, you, that medium build stuff, you can you can fit him in there. Uh, and I think he's probably the most play, uh, playable on the Charlotte side. So that's that's about all I've got in that game. Uh, definitely could come out with two or three guys. I think it's going to be a sneaky game that could end up being the highest total uh, once everything is said and done. So uh, definitely want to keep that one in mind. Okay, we go to the next game. Uh, those those uh, were the three 7 o'clock games, Eastern. Uh, now we have two 8 o'clock games. The first one being Cleveland at Milwaukee. Uh, you know, the, the concern here is uh, BetUS has Milwaukee minus 12. So biggest spread, only double digit sped, spread. Actually, it's double anything else. The other largest are minus six. So the, definitely the highest blowout potential here. Cleveland's been playing super shorthanded, especially in their backcourt. Uh, we even sent $3,500 Andrew Hansen to play the other night for Cleveland, but Sexton got ruled in, so he had to drive back home, but uh, we tried. A um, couple things here. Cleveland's 5-4. and four. Milwaukee's 5-4. and four. I think you could have won a hell of a lot of bets to say when these two teams played each other after nine games this season, they'd have the same record. Shocking, no question. Big shout-out to Bickerstaff, the Cleveland coach, for getting these guys together. I mean, they've been massively shorthanded and underdogs in most of their games and are above 500. So they're really playing over their heads. Big news on Sexton. We got to follow that closely. If he plays, he's definitely in play for me. He's a huge usage guy with all the rest of those guys out. Uh, you've got to take a look at him. Uh, if he doesn't play, it changes the dynamic. You've got a risky Okoro who plays huge minutes but is more of a defender. Uh, I would say he's more of a GPP guy. You know, the three guys you can look at from Cleveland's side, if you think they're going to stay in this game, certainly not stackable, but you can choose one of them if you think the game stays tight enough. And that's Jetty Osmond, who's been playing good basketball. Larry Nance has been making, uh, you know, 5-6x pretty easily recently. And Andre Dump Drummond, who has floated around 4 or 5x, not blown it out, but has the potential on any given night to have one of his 2020 games and almost break the slate. 
So, you know, you've got to consider him. Uh, JaVale McGee is getting decent minutes behind him, which has hurt Drummond's uh, usage, but his price has gone down. So, you know, certainly worth considering. Now, Milwaukee on that, you know, the other side, not sure what's going on there. They played Utah last night. I thought Milwaukee would, would hand it to him, but Utah smacked Milwaukee. So uh, very interesting to see. Milwaukee's played a lot of home games, and they're only five and four. You know, they'll come out, I think, really expecting to win this one. But certainly they're, they, you know, with Utah beating them up last night, it's going to get their attention. So the big question here is, obviously, do you pay up for Giannis? Does he get big enough minutes? They do need the win. He's playing phenomenal. Certainly a great matchup for him. But I don't know if you want to go to that price level. Uh, just to give you an idea of that upper echelon price level as we talk about the five or six guys that fit into that, you know, you've got on DraftKings, Luke is 11, Giannis is 10-8, Russ is 10, Beals 9-7, Cat 9-6 if he plays, Lillard 9-5, and Trey Young 9-4. That's that upper echelon of pricing that you know you're probably only going to be able to get one of those guys based on the amount of value out there so it becomes really strategic similar pricing on FanDuel a little bit worse actually though Lucas 116 Giannis 122 Russ 103 Cat 102 Beal 101 Lillard 97 and Trey is 94 so there's some decisions to be made there and you know uh your payups are going to be limited. I prefer sort of going with Middleton here. His price is better. He's super consistent. He should smash against the small forwards from Cleveland. Um, I think that he's a great option here. I'm not trusting the rest of the Bucks and the rotation with Holiday, DiVincenzo, Lopez, Portis, and such coming off the bench. I just, you know, it's too dispersed. Some fine GPP plays, but I'm not going there in cash. So if I choose to use Giannis as my one payup, I haven't made that decision yet. I certainly won't play Middleton because this game could blow out, but it is a back-to-back. It could blow out, and that scares me on Giannis, and I probably won't go there. But if I don't, I I may go with Middleton because I do want exposure from the Milwaukee side. Uh, On the Cleveland side, I just need the Sexton news to know what I want to do there. I think he's uh, really in play uh, if he plays. So, uh, again, you know, you've got a thin bench for Cleveland. So if you want to try to get that, you know, uh, value guy in with Jetty or or Coro or Nance, I certainly wouldn't blame you uh, there as well. Okay, we have four games down and three games to go. Uh, What I would like to do real quickly here is give you a chance to listen to our good friends and uh, my buddy there, the Golden Voice at BetUS, talk a little bit about uh, this wonderful offer that BetUS and Coach Talk have put together. So here he is. Listen up, sports bettors. It's go time. So put down the beer and make every sporting event more exciting by putting stakes on the line. Earn bragging rights over friends as you rake in the cash from each week's betting action. But don't settle for any other book. 
Choose America's favorite sports book with over 25 trusted years in the industry. You need a sports book with integrity and longevity, and most importantly, a sports book that pays. BetUS has your game with action on football, baseball, and basketball, MMA, golf, horses, and even esports. No other sportsbook welcomes newcomers like BetUS with their jaw-dropping sign-up bonuses. Now we have the best book in the industry teamed up with the best DFS provider in the industry. Make your first deposit of $149 at BetUS.com.pa with promo code COACHTALK and receive a free membership with DFS Coach Talk with full access to our DFS lineups in NBA, NFL, PGA, and MLB. The best in the biz. Sign up today to make straight bets, future bets, prop bets, entertainment bets, live bets, and more. No other sportsbook in the industry is committed to their users like BetUS. So sign up now and get on the winning side of the ball. All right. Thank you very much. And please take advantage of that offer. Uh, it is really great. Our members are, are just loving it. So, all right. There are two 8 o'clock uh, games. One we've covered in Cleveland, Milwaukee. The other one is San Antonio at Minnesota. The Spurs are 4-4, four and four, respectable. T-Wolves, a very rusty-looking, scary-looking 2-6, and six, like they could have the worst record in the East. What else is new? Um, interesting game. All depends on the cat news. It's that simple. So, I mean, this I'm not going to waste a ton of game, a time on this game because if Cat plays and he doesn't have any restrictions, he's immediately... Uh, you know, a very strong possibility at payup. This is a real smash spot for him, and I think uh, he would do a terrific job. Again, we need to see what that news is. If he's not going to play, um, I'm going to turn more of my attention to the backcourt of Minnesota. I think Russell and or Beasley become uh, very playable, um, and you know I think this matchup would also work well for them. On the, the San Antonio side, uh, LaMarcus Aldridge has been terrific. Uh, he's been playing consistent, solid ball. Uh, he's extended out to three now, can knock a few of those down. Uh, whether Cat plays or not isn't going to affect me liking LaMarcus. I think uh, he's gonna, he'll do fine in either aspect here. Uh, the other guy I like here is the veteran also, DeMar DeRozan, I think. Uh, you know, he, this matchup is very good for him. Uh, he's been stepping up, hitting big shots. You know, he's not super overly priced. So if you can fit in the duo of DeRozan-Aldridge against Minnesota, I think, you know, you've got a chance of getting 20, 30 minutes each out of those guys that can be super productive. Uh, you know, the, the thing is, the Spurs are favored by five. This is the second highest over-under on the slate at 230 and a half. And then here are the two sides that make you want to stack this game. Defensive uh, team efficiency. San Antonio 22nd, Minnesota dead last, 30th. So big big, you know, circle there. And then you've got great pace, San Antonio 10, Minnesota 7. So you have a fairly low uh, over under, or I'm sorry, uh spread with minus 5. You've got a nice high over under with 230 and a half. Both teams, poor defensive efficiency and quick pace. So coming out with 3-1 with or 2-2 two, two or, or at most, or at least 2-1 here, I think makes perfect sense. Cat, great play if, if he's playing without restrictions. 
Russell and Beasley, both high consideration for me, and DeRozan and Aldridge on the other side. Uh, you know, DeJounte Murray also is in play. Uh, he would be my third option, possibly, uh, depending on how roster build goes. But he's been playing much more steady minutes since uh, White has been out. And I think you can really count on him as well. So no problem going, you know, to San Antonio, one Minnesota minimum here. I think that this game script really plays into this being one of the key games of the night. Okay, two more games. Uh, we've got Orlando at Dallas. Dallas obviously affected greatly by this COVID uh, protocol having to sit out. Uh, interesting game. Right now, uh, BetUS has Dallas minus five, but here's the problem. 216.5, which is super low. I think it's the lowest uh, Mavs have had for an over-under this season. And I think, you know, it's Vegas reacting to all the guys that are having to sit out uh, and, you know, a lot of just unsure uh, situation here. So, um, you know, the, the Dallas minus five with the, with the short bench um, certainly should keep this game within reach. 216.5 is not good. And here's the problems as well. Defensive efficiency, Orlando 13, Dallas 8. Um, that doesn't help. I mean, Dallas has moved. I mean, they were in the 20s all of last year, but every uh, offseason move they made was to shore up their defense, which is great, and they're 8th. But the problem is they've now forgotten how to play offense. I mean, without Porzingis out there, it's been Luka and say a prayer because you never know who else of any of those guys are going to contribute or not contribute on any given night. Now, it's a little bit different tonight with all of these guys out. I think you have to take a look at the value plays of Tim Hardaway and Trey Burke. I think they'll both get big minutes with all the other guys out, and they're going to have to score. And again, you know, this game script with Orlando's pace at 26, uh, I'm sorry, at 15 and Dallas's pace at 26, doesn't make you excited, but there's going to be scoring here. And I think, you know, you're going to have to get value if you want to pay up. Certainly, Luca may be the, the choice to pay up without question. I mean, you know, his usage right now is off the charts. He's higher than even Harden at this moment. So his usage is great. You know he's going to have the ball in his hands. You know, this isn't the greatest, uh, you know, competition. You've got Orlando, 6-3. and three. I mean, they've played great D. They've slowed it down, and that's a concern. Mavs are 4-4. Four and four. They need to win. So, you know, certainly Luka's still in play for me as the buy-up guy, but haven't made that decision. I'm not wanting to fool around with the interior for the Mavs. The split between Cauley-Stein with a little bit of a Boban, and you've got, of course, Powell getting minutes. Kleba slides over and plays minutes. Too, too congested, no consistency there, so I'm not looking at any of the bigs from the Dallas side. Now, on the Orlando side, I've got three guys that I have a lot of interest here and certainly going to roster probably two of them. Uh, if I don't, if I go with more of that medium build and don't pay up for a Luka or Giannis, uh, I think I'd like to look at 
one of Gordon or Vukovic. Now, Gordon missed the last game. He should be fine from what I've read. He's not on the injury list, and there's no restrictions. So we need to see that. Um, if he does sit or is restricted, Vuk's an automatic plug-and-play for me. Um, but Gordon and Vukovic, with the shaky interior defense at times for Dallas, are both uh, in play. Uh, Cole Anthony is another guy I, I think is is terrific. I think he's his very first start was the last game. Uh, he was a little nervous. He had some foul issues, but he did fine. You know, he he finished strong. And uh, you know, my only concern there, there was some coach talk before that game that the game Fultz got hurt. Anthony played 32 minutes, and the coach said he was completely gassed. That was sort of his cap in minutes. And, you know, don't want to hear that, especially like a 19, 20-year-old kid. He should be able to play all day. It doesn't make sense. So, you know, 28 to 30 minutes for Cole Anthony is still great. It's a lot of minutes. And I think he can do some damage, uh, certainly finishing at the rim. He's not shooting the ball well, but he's going to get you assists, some steals. And at his price in that low five number, I think Cole Anthony is, is definitely in play again. And is a guy I'm watching. So uh, I like this game. Uh, even though the numbers are low, I think it'll get less ownership uh, because everybody's going to see that 216 and a half and want to run. But, you know, there's some value with Burke and Hardaway. Uh, if you want the pay up with Luca, it makes sense. And then certainly Vuk, Gordon, Anthony all have potential there. So very will have I definitely will have exposure to this game. Uh, not huge stacks, but but certainly some exposure. And I think there are some things you can exploit uh, in this one for sure. Okay, before we get to the very last game, a couple of things. If you're watching this on YouTube, please take this second to hit the thumbs up, hit the subscribe button, and hit the little alarm that will give you an alert every time one of our podcasts is post posted. Very important for us. We need that to get up in the algorithm numbers on YouTube. So uh, we just ask you to take a second to do that. That means a lot for us. Also, check us out on all our other social media uh, sites. You know, we're on Twitter at DFS Coach Talk. We're on Instagram. We're pretty much everywhere. If you're listening to us audio-wise through all of our outlets there, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iTunes, uh, please take a second, give us a five star, give us a quick comment, a couple words. All of that helps. All of that drives those algorithms on social media to help us get some more exposure. So we really do appreciate that. Uh, check us out at dfscoachtalk.com. We'd love to have you join us. Again, that great special we talked about earlier. If you're not into sports betting, uh, we are also offering that 149 special from now through April 1st, which again is our best deal of the year as well. So just uh, you can uh, connect to, through, uh, to us right through our website uh, or Twitter at DFS Coach Talk, whatever is most convenient, and we'll get you in Discord and get you connected as soon as possible. Um, follow us on Twitter. Individually as well, we'll be posting news and information throughout the day. Um, we're all at DFS Coach Talk. I'm at Joe Sarvati, J-O-E-S-A-R-V-A-D-I. Andrew is at Language Olympic. 
and Shane is at DET Sports Shane. So we'd love to to uh, connect with you there as well. All right, we go to the last game, and it's a true late night sweat game. It's 10 p.m. Eastern, hour and a half later than any other game, and then it has all this on top of it. It is Portland minus six against Sacramento. It's at Sacramento. Game should stay close. And it's the biggest over-under by a decent amount, 234 and a half. Got to love that. More good news. Defensive efficiency, team-wise, Portland 25th, Sacramento second to last at 29th. So you know that they're not putting on any defensive clinics here. Uh, from a pace standpoint, Portland's 8th, which is very respectable. Sacramento 13th above average. So, yes, this is the most stackable game. Yes, this will be the most popular game. And it's the late night game, so people are going to want to really jam in guys in this game. I'd love this game. I'm with you. I believe you need exposure. But I'm going to go a little bit against the grain here, and I'm not going to stack heavy stack on this game. I, the reason being is Sacramento is coming off a back-to-back where they played hard against Toronto, got smoked at the end, but they were in the game. And my concern is it's it's going to be over-owned. I think you're going to see, again, a lot of the DFS world wanting to have uh, spots in this final game, have pivot opportunities in this last game. So I think it, for that reason... You know, it it deserves to be downplayed slightly. And that's going to be against the grain. And, you know, we we don't give out only chalk here by any stretch of the imagination. We really try to hand build everything and create differentiators. And uh, do I think you need exposure to that last game? Definitely. You cannot go blank or just one guy in this last game uh, just because there's going to be so many DFS points up for grabs. But I don't feel like most people where you're going to have to go 2v2 or at worst 2v1. You know, I'd like to come out of here with maybe two guys and feel comfortable with where I'll be going into that game. So, uh, again, you know, those numbers speak for themselves. You've got Portland at 4-4, Sacramento at 4-5, so two fairly evenly matched teams. On the Portland side... There are three guys that are in consideration for me. I'm eliminating Jones, eliminating Covington until they show some semblance of any kind of consistency, which neither one has done at all. They've sunk a lot of lineups this year. Uh, so I'm not going there. Lillard, of course, in play. You know, at any time, Dame time could drop 50. We know that that's possible, especially against a team like Sacramento with probably a limited. Uh, De'Aaron Fox uh, at the point. So, you know, certainly a great play. I think C.J. McCollum, you know, even though his price is is inch closer and closer to Lillard's, he's had more consistent, stronger games than Lillard throughout the year, to believe it or not. So certainly in consideration. A a sneaky guy I like today is Nurkic. He's playing better. He's gotten some of his minutes back from Cantor. Uh, Sacramento is a little shorthanded inside. Holmes has played fine. Uh, but after that, you know, Bagley doesn't really get it done. He's been, you know, plays more of the four. Uh, and so I think he's in play. So you've got some good options from the Portland side. 
uh, a little costly, but they can be balanced in with that medium build. On the Sacramento side, I, you know, Fox looked fantastic when he was in there. The problem is tight hamstrings, scary, back-to-back -back scary, probably a limits restriction, and he's just too expensive to go that route. Um, I'll tell you one guy I'm super sour on right now is Marvin Bagley. I just, he's soft. You know, I keep, I've been touting him saying, you know, he's, he's going to get it done, but he just doesn't get the 50-50 balls. You know, you watch him and he just doesn't have that extra level of effort. He just prances around out there somewhat like he's privileged and he's the best player on the court and just automatically should be out there, which is the furthest thing from the truth. I mean, if he hustled as much as like a Holmes did, uh, you know, uh, it would be a world of difference. So I'm down on Bagley. I think he, his price is too high for even what he produces. And, you know, you have to just like almost throw up watching him trying to get him to 5X, just begging him to go get a ball. So it's, uh, I'm just not going there. Uh, Harrison Barnes has been consistent. I mean, I know it's crazy to say, but his price has been good and he's showing up every night. So he, he's in play at that price. You know, the guy I do like is Rashawn Holmes, though. I, I mean, he's playing good ball. He's an energy guy. Uh, they're a little thin inside right now. And, uh, you know, he's certainly a guy price-wise that can make things work and can certainly be a 6-7x guy. So interesting game. I will have exposure maybe to Portland, one Sacramento at the most. If not, you know, maybe just to Portland. We'll see. Uh, where I go from there, but definitely have exposure there, but don't overplay the game because it is going to be over-owned. So that is it, my friends. Uh, tried to keep it somewhat succinct here so we can get through everything. I think it's a terrific slate. My initial build here, it's a four crowns out of five, uh, but some of the news could shift that. Uh, stick with us in Discord throughout the afternoon and evening. We have to have the news on guys like Cat before we can really finalize any type of uh, uh, lineup. Sexton's another one. And we may get some late news on some of these COVID guys as well if, you know, if any more of them test positive uh, throughout the day. So catch us uh, on Discord or on Twitter. Um, if you have any questions, shoot them to us. We're happy to answer those. We'd love to have you join us uh, and be a part of the uh, Coach Talk community. We have some terrific members that have just been uh, a joy to work with. Their comments are great. Uh, they do some super stuff in uh, communicating, sharing information. We really do take a complete team approach to it. A uh, couple of quick shout outs and then we're going to get down the road here that I'd love to give out. Um, you know, first of all, our our crack staff at Joe Stanton and, and Tyler Pitzer have been amazing getting things up on social media. Uh, of course, Brett Trimble's handling everything for us behind the scenes. Um, Andrew and Shane have been crushing it as well. And so we, it's been a full team effort getting all of this stuff done and getting it up there. But here's some quick shout outs. Jet W121, uh, Broncos fan 001. Uh, have been terrific. We've had uh, I've had a lot of contact and communication 
with Max from 09. Um, of, of course, uh, you know, some of our other new guys just real briefly want to throw them out there because they deserve a mention uh, for everything they've been throwing in there for us. Uh, uh, Braun 20 is another guy. Um, GV7461 has been fantastic. Uh, XPro DIG07, gotta love him as well. And last couple, who did we not say? Uh, JP Wild, of course, and our man Lanny. We love Lanny. Uh, and Iman the Man 007. So there you go. There's a list of some guys. Uh, join us in Discord. You get a lot of their input. And, uh, you know, we chatted up like a bunch of maniacs. So hope you enjoyed it. Uh, definitely excited about uh, getting back in there uh, tomorrow. And, uh, uh, you know, I'll be riding solo again, um, and we'll do the same type of scenarios we did today. Uh, of course, there's some earlier games Sunday, so this will be out Sunday morning for tomorrow's. So you have uh, all day today to check this one out. Uh, shoot me any questions or comments, and then uh, we'll get after it again tomorrow. We want to just hammer this weekend. We've got, again, NFL, PGA, and, and NBA going all weekend, so... Love to have you join us, DFSCoachTalk.com, and I will certainly be back here tomorrow to go through another NBA slate with you as we look to crush it in DFS.